on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. Radio Newark. Life is a roller coaster there from Ronan Keating. This is Radio Newark and Girls Around Town and our guest later is Rachel Repper who's been talking about the um, Robin Hood Theatre but we've uh, brought her into the studio early because we're going to get her to join in on our next little bit of chat because the, the big news for us girlies this week is there's a dead easy way to choose your lipstick. There is indeed, yes. I saw it on Facebook a couple of days ago and um, I was absolutely gobsmacked. <laughs> How simple is this? Now, some of you may have already seen it if you follow me on Facebook or if you follow one or two of my friends who've um, shared the same post. But it seems that we have been making really hard work of picking our lipstick colours when all we need to do is take a peek. Take a peek. Yes. Inside your T-shirt. Inside your T-shirt. Because apparently the ideal choice of shade for your lippy should match your nipples who knew <laughs> who knew this <laughs> right now before we talk about this in any more detail rachel how do you choose your lipstick shade um <laughs> at I'm, the moment because you're going to change from tomorrow <laughs> aren't you yeah i mean to date i've been very conventional <laughs> i have to say and um I, I normally have a range of three lipsticks one's a pretty nude one and and obviously there's going to be a new way that i choose that pretty nude lipstick <laughs> I like to have a nice bright scarlet for for going out and then I and then I sort of have a bit of a plum colour but um, normally I just go up to the makeup counter and I let the lady put it on the back of your yeah, hand or absolutely yes. have a bit of a tester <laughs> <laughs> Sue how do you choose yours? Well I, I because I think I'm a sort of winter colours person I tend to choose something in the purpley plummy you know a cool colour yes, rather yes. than a, um, a red orangey colour so really I just and to, it really annoys me actually that the the, the sample colour on the sort of fake lipstick end and in the shop bears no relation to what's actually in the tube yeah. so you pick one up you think oh that looks that like it'll do and you turn this up to open it, it looks nothing like the mm. you know but anyway that's aside um so yes that's generally what i go for anything in the sort of cool toned plums i tend to go for plums when i'm when i'm dressing up and you know i want yeah. slightly more dramatic um makeup on the day-to-day -day kind of side of things um i go towards the nudes and i use um one of these um automatic coloring itself i can't think of the, the right word for it but um it's a lip balm which takes on the color of the lips mm, yeah, right there is a word for it i'll have to look it up um but i'm beginning to wonder it does come in several different shades i'm beginning to wonder whether the one i've got is the wrong one mm -hmm. yeah so um <laughs> i'm gonna have to go well i was planning to get one in the duty free <laughs> now steady yep. june I know. if you go for something that's a completely different color then that little suitcase you're trundling behind you will just be gone to pot well, your no. holiday will be ruined if you choose the wrong lipstick well it's just i you know you you say that choosing a lipstick from from the colors on the end of mm. these uh testers is hopeless choosing it online is just 
Oh, total no, waste I've, of time, no, isn't it? Never gone no, there. The lipstick that I use, I can only buy either in Nottingham or you know in bigger places or online. So um, if I stick to the one that I use all the time, that's fine. I know what it's going to be like. But there is another one that I quite fancy the, the look of, and I know that they sell this particular brand of lipstick. It is a designer brand, of course. Of course. That they sell this particular brand of lipstick in the duty free at East Midlands Airport. So my intention was <laughs> to test the alternative colour <laughs> when I go there in a week or so's time. But I'm not sure well, that East Midlands Airport duty free area is the right place to be matching it to possibly my not. anatomy. Possibly not. You might be arrested for yes. indecency. It would be my <laughs> slight concern. That would really muck up your holiday packing yeah. list, wouldn't it? You might, you might cheer up quite a few well, travellers waiting. <laughs> it could liven up a boring afternoon in the um, East Midlands Airport <laughs> lounge. The next yes. waiting, waiting area, whatever. Departure, departure lounge, that's the word I'm looking for. So, um, anyway... The question for ladies out there, of course, is how many of you have already lifted your T-shirt to have a look? Yeah. <laughs> to have a look, um, and how many are you going to um, try and see if it works? Yeah. What do you reckon, guys? Ma match <laughs> your existing lipsticks yeah. to see yeah. if uh, you've get, chosen get, get the out what colour. you've got already, so <laughs> to speak, <laughs> in terms of lipstick, um, and see whether you're on the right tracks or not. Mm. Um, you might need to take a couple, though, mightn't you? Because I don't know whether you sunbathe topless or not. Occasionally, yes. Yeah, so if you choose a colour before you've gone on your holiday and then you sunbathe topless, then you're yes. going to actually yeah, have to a have yeah. another yeah. tone, aren't mm. you? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, don't I feel another spreadsheet panic coming on. <laughs> I think we're about to have a bit more music. Oh, quite, quite appropriately, this is Uptight from Stevie Wonder. Mm. <laughs> There are lots of ways to get in touch with this. If you're, should you wish to share your lipstick hunting? Um, yes, indeed. I was going to. Well, perhaps this is not one for selfies, but <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you would like to uh, get in touch and tell us um, how you get on with trying um, to match your lipstick to your nipples, then please feel free to do so. Ways that you can do it, you can call us in the studio, of course, oh one six three six six. Oh, it's just gone six eight seven six seven eight six eight seven. I've gone blank. Six seven eight oh three three. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> six seven eight oh double three. You can email us studio at radionewark.co.uk. You can also follow us in a number of different ways. Right, you can follow us on our own website, which is girlsaroundtownonline.com, or you can follow us on our own Facebook page, which, um, not surprisingly, is facebook.com forward slash girlsaroundtown. And you can follow us on Twitter, which is at G-A-T Newark. But, of course, you can also follow us um, through the Radio Newark contact points. Now, that's at Radio Newark UK for Twitter. Um, obviously, Radio Newark um, on Facebook. The website is radionewark.co.uk. And there is now, as of, oh, about three days ago, four days ago maybe, a brand new girls around town page there so if you go on to the radionewark.co.uk website and click on the tab at the top which says on air it will drop down a menu and you'll see girls around town and you can find out um, a few more bits and pieces about us there too and you can listen via the app you can the two new apps which are free yes and um there's an android one android and, and i an, uh, uh, an, 
Apple. Apple. Yes. iOS or whatever it's called, yes. yes. Um, and um, you can do all sorts of things on there. It's a bit of a mystery to me, this, I have to admit, <laughs> because I'm a BlackBerry girl, so I don't know about Androids She's and not allowed Apples apps. and things like this. No, I'm, I'm not allowed apps. Yeah. Quasi um, keyboard, but, but no apps. Yes. But you can do all sorts of things, like push messages and um, things. Okay. Yes. Yes. On the app, which is which is wonderful. Can you tell we haven't been on that training course? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. We're here in the studio at Girls Around Town on Radio Newark with our guest Rachel Repper, and um, you, you heard her speaking easier earlier when we were talking about um, uh, uh, lipsticks and choosing your lipsticks. But uh, we'll talk to her properly now. So good morning. Good morning, Sue. And how are you today? I'm really good, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming in to talk to us. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Now, the main body of the interview, um, June will do after the news, but um, we'll just have a little um, a little soup-son of information from you before then. So just tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, well, uh, i am uh, lived in Newark now for ten years. Um, uh, originally from Morecambe in Lancashire. You can tell from the thick Lancashire accent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's on my passport and uh, my, my parents still live uh, in Morecambe uh, and spent most of my childhood in Gloucestershire, um, quite a lot of time in Herefordshire, um, lived in France for a bit, lived in Germany for a bit, um, spent some time in Manchester uh, when I first met my husband and my son who's uh, just coming up for 11, Fred. He was born in Stockport and then we moved over to uh, Newark uh, 10 years ago so that he could be closer to three children he had from a, a previous marriage, um, Poppy, Daisy and Barney. And uh, we've been really happy here in Newark and it's been lovely to be able to have that family time with the, the larger extended family. Um, we live very centrally within Newark so we get to enjoy walking everywhere and uh, all the facilities that we've got going down visiting the beautiful river trent the castle all the lovely restaurants um so yeah so we're really happy here in newark and uh, whenever we have friends come and visit they just marvel at the beautiful marketplace um i've got a friend actually staying with me at the moment barbara who is from portland in oregon the us originally from argentina so she's probably waking up uh, at the moment because uh, she's got a bit of jet lag and uh yeah she was in in town uh, with us yesterday going around the market square and just you know absolutely adored it was blown away by how beautiful it is so yeah we're very very happy here and uh, my husband is chair of the local mind charity mental health charity um, I'm obviously involved in uh, Robin Hood theatre and uh, we've become really integrated into the community and we found it a really lovely place to make new friends um, and very very settled here Good, good. So just tell us a little bit about um, your sort of work background then. So at the moment I'm not working, which is a conscious decision. I'm about to tell you all about my, yes. my trips and my, my travel abroad with my family. But prior to going travelling, um, I was Director of Procurement for NHS Supply Chain. So uh, along with uh, a colleague, um, we had responsibility for £2.2 billion worth of spend Ooh. within the NHS. So I used to, um, with my team, be having negotiations around 30 million pounds worth of toilet rolls um Everybody we uh, rolls. we over two years my team uh, and i uh, we saved the nhs 220 million pounds um so it was a very important very rewarding job um amazing team of people uh, that i had the privilege to work with 
um, some great suppliers doing great work. And in fact, those guys that used to work with me and the broader team did a terrific job last uh, the other weekend. Uh, when the Manchester bombings happened. Oh, yes. You know, getting emergency supplies out to all the hospitals. So, um, so yeah, so I was very fortunate to have a great career and uh, just enjoying doing some different things. Fantastic. In the studio with me, however, is this week's guest. Uh, we're talking to Rachel Repper, and we've got a couple of things to talk to. We've already um, had a brief word about her background, so we know a little bit about her. We're going to go into a bit more detail um, over the next 45 minutes or so. So, Rachel, we got as far as saying that um, having given up your job, um, part uh, uh, for the time being at least, having come out of the world of work, you have been on a bit of a trip. We have indeed. You have. So tell us, um, first of all, was it which came first, the chicken and egg? Did you decide to give up the job so that you could go on the trip or having given up the job did you then think oh i can now go on a trip yeah no it was actually we we wanted to go traveling and um we have an 11 year old son who was at the time just about to be coming up to year six final year before going to senior school so we talked for years about wanting to go traveling you know camper van around europe um you know backpacking around the world all sorts of different ideas and my husband's got three older children as i said from a previous marriage and they were all getting very bored of us talking about this pipe dream you know <laughs> to, to the extent that it was almost you know shut up you're never going to do it <laughs> which i think probably we'd kind of got to that stage as well um and then we kind of thought well actually you know this is a really good time to do it um and it's probably the last opportunity we'll have um i thoroughly enjoyed my working career but i kind of felt that i'd achieved everything that i could mm -hmm. in that role um didn't feel i was going to get any more growth out of it so um we had a bit of a chat and said actually come on let's do this so um i let the business know that i would be handing in my notice um and then we set around planning our our travels so where did you go so we were always going to start off in south america but at the time that we were booking our flights the zika virus hit mm -hmm. um which meant that we had to change our plans and um you know people who've who've traveled in asia will know that when you're planning trips you've got to look at very high temperatures monsoon seasons and what we discovered was that in july and august there's actually very few places you can go <laughs> so south south america where they didn't have any problems with the zika virus it was actually going to be winter and jolly jolly cold um asia it was going to be terrible weather india it was going to be baking hot so we started off in canada we had a month in canada and then we crossed over into america we picked up a hire car and traveled the pacific highway from um, Seattle all the way down to San Diego. Then we crossed the Mojave Desert to Vegas because uh, our 10 year old was desperate to uh, visit Vegas baby. <laughs> Vegas baby. Um, yes. And then from Vegas we made a, a flight to Miami and it was from Miami we transited into South America. So we started off in Brazil um, and we landed just after the Olympics had finished. We had five nights in Rio. Um, and then off we, we travelled to the rest of South America. We had three months in South America. We had uh, 10 days in Australia. Uh, we had uh, six weeks in Thailand and we had six weeks in India. And that brought us up to around about sort of seven months, our trip. Seven months. So uh, that was quite a trip, yes. Um, and 
highlights if you had to pick just a couple of things that you did while you were there what would you say were, were the real highlights my highlights were having the camper van in chile and argentina for a month so we picked it up in some uh, in uh, santiago traveled up north to the atacama desert um over the andes back down through argentina and it was just fabulous being able to free camp which is you know stop anywhere roadside stop by a river um and go off the beaten track we had one rucksack each for the whole of the seven months so being able to have that in the camper van and not have to keep packing and unpacking hotel rooms was just brilliant um we had stoves in the van so we were able to cook so we shot locally fresh produce um cooked all for ourselves it was just a very special experience the scenery the dogs loads of stray dogs in <laughs> south america so we carried dog food with us so whenever we stopped somewhere the dog food came out the buckets of water came out and we immediately had a pack of animals to keep us company uh, the second highlight was india i absolutely fell in love with rajasthan we were in the north of india for three weeks and it was so special i was so terrified about going there because um y y you think about how chaotic it is how many people um it's a very alien culture but it couldn't have been more special and the people were just amazing um it's one of the most religiously tolerant societies with uh, muslims hindus christians living alongside one another um and we just had so much kindness from locals the scenery stunning the architecture the the ancient palaces from the times of the raj um just loved it and of course it's crazy you know you can't you know if if you like order uh, i suspect june <laughs> yes you would probably hate india <laughs> so if you like if you're somebody who likes order and you like cleanliness and you like everything to be just so you know india is absolutely not like that <laughs> but it is stunning and beautiful and crazy um it it really it really reminded me of the pink fly song shine on shine on you crazy diamond <laughs> yes I, I haven't been to india and i think you're absolutely right I, i've done thailand i've been to thailand a couple of times that was enough for me um i, I think much as i would like to see india i think <laughs> it would probably um freak me out yes. to a certain extent <laughs> <laughs> so um it, what about disasters or, or uh, yeah you know, sort of um things yes, that didn't had. quite turn out the way you were expecting yeah we had um we, we only had one um we only had one real challenge um which was we had our passport stolen on the train that was uh, in jaipur train station so we got on the train and um there was a lot of kerfuffling over seats we were sat um in the very cheap seats traveling with uh, the, the local indians and um suddenly my husband noticed that a man who'd been making a lot of fuss about us being in his seats had disappeared so he patted his pockets and he discovered that the wallet that had the passports and the tickets had gone and other people noticed that this chap had gone shouted to my husband where this man had run off to so he took off out of the train and he went onto the platform through the carriage of another train down onto the railway tracks ran across three sets of railway tracks climbed up onto another platform ran up through the concourse into the exit because he'd by now spotted the chap 
um, who had our passports yelled just as he was getting towards the door which was the exit where there are police with guns and the minute my husband yelled the man dropped his bags because the last thing he wanted to do was be caught and um, my husband ran over and and got the bag and there was the wallet with passports and the tickets and he came back to the train 10 minutes later (laughs) because the train had not left the station um, brandishing these this wallet held high (laughs) in the air um, bloody knee um, and I, uh, he also had flu my husband when he did this heroic act and the whole carriage erupted in cheers um, at his return um, somebody turned around to my son and said oh, you know how long was your, your father in the army <laughs> my husband trained as a psychiatric nurse <laughs> Um, and the people, I, you know, I felt so sorry for the Indians on the carriage because they felt so humiliated and so embarrassed that this should have happened mm-hmm. to us. And they sort of shared their coffees and their drinks and, you know, bought us nuts. And they were just so kind. And um, I just felt so dreadful for them because, you know, my mother was robbed um, on the underground in Paris that same week. A friend of ours had been pickpocketed outside St Pancras. So, you know, I kind of really keen when I tell that story that people understand that, you know, this happens everywhere. And the response of the Indians and the help they gave us was just brilliant. So that was our very dramatic Jason Bourne moment <laughs> of my heroic husband. We were very proud of him. Yeah, so I think so he really should have tried to rugby tackle him. Yes. <laughs> that, that would have added. Maybe he needs to kind of weave that into a retelling that he rugby tackled him. <laughs> so drama, but Disaster actually averted. Yes, um, absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks to my husband. <laughs> right. Talking of your husband. Yes. Um, I understand he's listening. He is. And he's actually <laughs> posting on Facebook, isn't he? He's, um, he's, it, it's, it's not published because uh, I think Facebook blocks it. But I can see a shadow image on my Facebook page. My husband has lain in bed and taken a picture of his nipple. <laughs> You're listening to The Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark. With me, June Rollins in the chair. Sue Jackson's joined us in the studio. And, of course, we have our guest, Rachel Repper, as well. We've been talking about Rachel's grand tour. Um, but we're now coming a little bit closer to home, and we're going to be talking about a village just outside of Newark that um, those of us who know how to pronounce it know as Aram. Um, for anybody who's out there who's um, not a local, it's actually spelt Averham, but it's pronounced Aram. And... Aram is the home of the Robin Hood Theatre and Rachel is involved with the Robin Hood Theatre and she's also taking part in the um, upcoming production. I think it's towards the end of this month. We'll find out the details of the date in, uh, dates in a few moments. But Rachel, um, is this your first involvement with the theatre, taking part in this particular production? No, I've been involved with Robin Hood Theatre for probably about eight years now. Um, so um, people who live in Europe may recall that uh, the the, the very very beautiful um victorian theater um that is situated in the grounds of the old parsonage at Aram um had to be closed down to have some remedial work um undertaken so when i joined uh robin hood theater uh they were on tour so still having a full program of productions four productions a year but taking place in different um village halls school um uh, buildings so uh, the theatre reopened four years ago 
I think it is. Um, thanks to the hard work of volunteers, back to its full splendour with some additional facilities. Brilliant new bar and coffee area Ooh, in very situ. Important. Oh, very <laughs> important. Uh, uh, run by Mark Lee Bitter, our designated premises supervisor, who does a fabulous job. But um, great facilities. So I first became involved, um, as I say, about eight years ago when they were on tour, and I've probably been in about. 12 productions with them um delighted to be coming back from our traveling trip to do this part uh it's roald dahl's the witches uh deliberately uh, the theater committee's decided to do a play that is suitable for families so there's also a matinee performance for anybody who's got real uh youngsters uh two o'clock uh, on the saturday afternoon so uh it's running from the 20th to the 24th of june so tell us a little bit about the story right well the the story is uh typically dark uh and uh apocryphal because it comes from roald dahl and uh the world is populated by witches and uh there is a grand um general meeting taking place of all of the witches in england which is attended by the international grand high witch which is my part um and she is coming to chastise the witches of england for not getting rid of all of the children in england there's far too many children and all of the children need to be turned into mice and the vehicle for the story is a young boy who has lost his parents in a car crash and comes with his grandmother from Norway to England and they happen to stay in the same hotel as where the witches of England are holding their <laughs> annual general meeting and um, that's where the story takes place it's a brilliant play it's quite short and punchy there's lots of physical action that goes on uh, and um, there's lots of very funny and scary witches <laughs> i was reading through on um, i think it was probably wikipedia the um, the background to the story in general the uh, obviously the book um which then became i believe a film and uh, as well as a um a script for a, a for a play, play. Mm -hmm. um, and um, a couple of things that struck me one was that it made reference to the fact that um, the worst witches were women w were English women mm -hmm. you know so we we had the worst ones and also that um, the magic potion that the uh, your your character was going to be using to turn all these children into mice was included um, it was was in free sweets and chocolate that she free was giving sweets away and chocolates, yes. yes yes so um when they talk about not taking sweets from strangers <laughs> um definitely uh, your character is one that uh, um fits the bill uh, in, in that respect so so do you it all it also said that these witches um you you can't always recognize them because they no. look like ordinary women although they are absolutely incarnate but <laughs> do you actually appear as a witch in terms of makeup and 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 garb or do you still look like an ordinary human woman as, as uh, wikipedia referred to it so yeah so we, we we do a bit of both so um what you might not know about witches is that they have scaly spotty scalps so with the help of some very attractive swimming caps <laughs> 
bits of bits of hair and other bits stuck onto those very attractive swimming caps. Um, our superb wardrobe mistress Jackie has created some truly witch-like spotty scalps, which we hide beneath lustrous locks, which is clearly not our own hair. Um, witches also have blue tongues and blue mouths, so we'll be sucking a lot of gobstoppers in advance <laughs> of going on stage. Um, and also, they have no fingernails. Mm-hmm. So we will all have to wear high, long gloves. Um, and we have set scaly skin. So you see a bit of the, the nasty witch uh, that really lies beneath this facade that we put on. And then at other times we see the real you. Or, Absolutely. Or, or the, you, or, or the witch in human form. Absolutely, so yes. So um, is it a question of quick changes or, or you know, are you sort of in one part of the character for one section and then in the other for another section? We're really using the wigs and the removal of the wigs and then also our facial expressions and also you know the physical theatre of how we actually physically perform. So in our movement you'll sort of see a transition um, between... Uh, us trying to retain the decorum of being a normal human being and then the truly poisonous individuals that we are as witches <laughs> it all sounds quite scary um but it but it, it's well it's a roll doll roll doll yes. children anyway didn't he so presumably well as you say it's it's a family product uh, a family friendly yes um, so production. it's a bit like pa- you know it's probably like pantomime so if you think your child wouldn't be able to cope with seeing you know the nasty witch in pantomime um then or the wicked witch in pantomime then um then probably it's it's the witches isn't for you but actually if you take your kids to pantomime where you've got your baddie and the smoke and all the rest of it then you know it's perfectly fine and uh i think there's some lovely characters in there that children will really enjoy and the great thing about our theater is it seats about 150 but it's a lovely intimate space so children i think should be exposed at a really young age to live theater um they find it mesmerizing so where they won't sit through a tv show or a film live theater you you watch them and they're just silent and drawn in uh, to the acting um so it's a good one to introduce them to and as i say particularly the two o'clock on the saturday the 24th matinee performance you know that will be full of kids and as you say it is a, it is a lovely i mean we it, it's a lovely theater we, we are blessed for theaters in newark we because are. we we not only have um the robin hood theater but here in newark itself we've got the palace theater yeah. which again is a beautiful theater yeah you know um and and a, a lovely atmosphere a little bit bigger obviously mm-hmm. um i haven't been to the robin hood I, I have to admit since um the renovations but i do remember sitting in and it, it it, you, you, you're so close to the action yes. you feel a part of it I think that's um, an, an impo- important part of the, the feeling when you go when you go to any theatre but to go to such an intimate theatre as the Robin Hood it makes it really does bring it home to you doesn't yeah. it and of course it's got quite a long history now I meant to make a note of this and I completely forgot to do so but when I was um, researching um, today's um, today's show I looked back at some of the history of uh, the Robin Hood and 
there have been an awful lot of well-known names um, appeared there. Um, but as I say, unfortunately, I didn't write any of them down and it was two weeks ago <laughs> that I was looking at them. But um, there, there is a link on the Robin Hood theatre website to its history and it's well worth looking at not only sort of the story of how it began and 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 um how it uh, progressed over the years but also that link to the fact that um it, it's attracted some big names. Uh, not that I'm not saying. Not yeah. that I'm saying you're not a big name, of course. You Absolutely. Know, I mean, you start, stage and screen. We don't know what this is. And the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we have oh less than uh, twelve minutes by the looks of things before we have to hand over to Craig for Sunday lunch. So we are going to have a quick recap with Rachel about um, dates, times, prices, where to find out tic- about tickets and everything for The Witches, which is coming up later this month at the Robin Hood Theatre. So, first of all, dates, Rachel. Remind us of the dates. So, it's running from Tuesday the 20th of June until Saturday the 24th of June. Uh, We have two performances on the Saturday, uh, the 2 o'clock matinee and the 7.30. The 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, it's the 7.30 in the evening performance. Um, Tickets are available through the Robin Hood Theatre website. Um, we also have a Facebook page and the price of the tickets is £10 um, and for concessions it's £8 and do we have um, the address for the Robin Hood uh, website website. Uh, I don't (laughs) 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 however there is is a solution if you go onto the Girls Around Town website girlsaroundtownonline.com there is a uh, blog post on there which is called The Witching Hour and on there there is a link from um, the um, I think think it's the bit where it says book tickets it takes you to the Robin Hood website so you will find it but um, we'll also put a, a, a quick reminder on our Facebook page later on this afternoon um, you also wanted to mention the fact that um, volunteers are always new volunteers are always Absolutely. welcome. Yeah, I mean the theatre is really thriving. Um, we have got the standard program of um, productions that the Robin Hood Theatre Company puts on. We also have other um, theatre groups that put performances on uh, those are all selling out um, we also have visiting professional companies come so as a consequence we really are in desperate need of more volunteers and that's for people to do um, technical roles to help with lighting sound set design set painting costume um, we're always looking for new actors um, even if you just fancy treading the boards for the first time non-speaking parts you know if you fancy trying with prompting to start off with um, hopefully the audience won't hear very much of you if you're doing the, <laughs> if you're doing the role of prompt um, bar staff helping with tea and coffee helping front of house so thanks to the success of the theatre Um, We do want more people to come and be part of it and be part of that community. And again, you can get in touch with the theatre through, uh, if you do a Google search, (laughs) on Robin Hood Theatre Averham 
pronounced Aram, <laughs> um, you, you'll, you'll come across the website and, and there'll be a contact us section. But, you know, we're a very warm and welcoming group. It's great fun. There's lots of things for you to get involved in. So please um, do come and join us. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us today, Rachel. Um, best of luck with the production. Thank um, you. I'm sure it will be a great success. I mean, we, we, we know from experience that the Robin Hood um, Theatre productions sell out very, very quickly. Yeah. They're always very, very popular. Um, so the best of luck with that. We-